We are in Yavamos, the very bottom of Memvav Amvez, 46b3 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We are in the middle of the topic of conversion. Um, and we discussed in last week's recording the process of conversion. In this recording, we will discuss two topics. It sort of gets interwoven within the same couple of lines that we will be learning, uh, but it's really two uh, somewhat separate topics. One topic is when are we allowed to accept somebody as a convert? Is there ever a point in time where we do not accept uh, somebody uh, as a convert, meaning uh, if they're in a certain place or a situation, would we not accept them? Uh, that is one topic. And then the next topic is if a person tells us that they converted, so then do we believe them? Do they need to bring proof? Uh, how much proof they do, do they need to bring? So we will discuss both of those topics. Uh, the reason, part of the reason why, as we will see, they, it sort of gets uh, interwoven and they're both discussed at the same time is because both, to a certain degree, uh, depend on the following. Um, the Gemara will use Eretz Yisrael, a person converting in the land of Israel, or let's say bringing proof that they are a convert uh, in the land of Israel. <laughs> Um, and the Gemara uses the land of Israel as a place where a person wants to be Jewish. A person would want to convert for various reasons, uh, whether it's because of uh, what they could be, what they could receive as Jews in the land of Israel, whether it's the tzedakah that they could receive, the charity they could receive as Jews in the land of Israel. The Gemara says that it's. It's better to be Jewish. If you're living in the land of Israel, it's better to be Jewish. Um, and that's why we will see this has an impact on whether or not a person can convert in Israel or uh, perhaps what, how much of a proof you have to bring uh, in order to show that you are a convert in Israel. And it really, as we will see, it goes in both directions. Because it's uh, easier to be Jewish in the land of Israel, because um, you want to be Jewish in the land of Israel, so that might be more of a reason to say, you know what, we should accept them as converts. We should accept them as converts because it will be easier for them. They'll integrate in an easier way. Um, and so therefore, we, we are more satisfied that they will maintain their Jewish practice. And so that's a reason to say that we should really, more of a reason to say that we should accept them. At the same time, it's also more of a reason to say that we shouldn't accept them or that they need greater proof. Because since they might be doing it for ulterior motives, maybe it's not just for the pure sake of getting close to God, getting closer to God, but for other reasons, perhaps. Uh, so then maybe we need more of a proof. So it really could go in both directions, as we will see. Before we even get uh, to bringing a proof that uh, the, the issue about how much of a proof you need to say that you're a convert, Tosos points out something very, very important. Even before we get to a convert. If let's say a person comes and says that they're Jewish. They say, you know, they come to a new community, nobody knows who they are. They say, I'm Jewish. So how much proof do they have to bring to say that they're Jewish? The answer is none. They don't have to, we, we believe them. When they say that they're Jewish, so then we believe them uh, that they are Jewish. They don't have to really bring any proof to say uh, that they are, in fact, uh, Jewish. At least uh, in the times of the Gemara and the times of Tosos. And perhaps the reason for that is because it will come out. If they're not Jewish, it will come out. It's very easy uh, to, to, to go through the person's uh, past and to find people who 
uh, people know other people who know him or her, and it'll be easy to find out. Uh, alternatively, the reason could be because the majority of people who come to us and tell us that they're Jewish, you know, the majority of the time that is true, that they are Jewish, and so therefore we will believe them because we'll follow the majority. The same thing is true if a person says, you know what, I'm a Kohen. If a person comes and says they're a Kohen, we don't say bring proof. We accept the fact that they are a Kohen. And now they could do, they could dochen, they could do birkat kohanim, um, they could do they they could do things that kohanim do. And Zotosis points out the same thing is true also with a convert. If somebody comes to a community and say, and, and nobody knows who that person is, um, in the times of the Gemara and the times of Tosos, it could be that today, uh, for various reasons, uh, things are different. Uh, but a person could say that I'm a convert, and we would fully believe them. If we don't know anything about that person, we would fully believe them. And Tosas explains, if they said that they were Jewish from birth, we would believe them. So the person could have just said that they were Jewish from birth, and nobody would question their Jewishness. So then certainly, also, if they say that they converted, so then we should believe them. Our entire discussion about proof, about the, whether or not they converted, is specifically in a case where we know the person was a non-Jew. We know the person, and we know that he, was born, he or she was born as a non-Jew. And now they're coming to us and saying that they're converted, that they converted. So then that's the question becomes how much proof does a person have to bring to say that they converted? Okay. That is the introduction. And let's see the Gemara now. The Gemara says as follows. Tanu Rabbana. We are taught in a Brisa. The Brisa says as follows. Mishabava Amar Gerani. A person comes and says that they converted. Yachon the Kablenu. Should we accept them right away? Should we just accept them? Do we need any proof? Perhaps we don't need any proof. Why would you not need proof? In general, we need proof. Again, the case here is where we know the person was a non-Jew, was born as a non-Jew, and now they're telling us that they converted. Uh, so perhaps because it's whether or not they converted, it's a public issue, it'll come out whether or not the person is telling the truth or not. So then we should, we should assume they're telling the truth because if they didn't really convert, uh, so then that will come out in the near future. So maybe we should accept uh, their word for it. No, the verse says, the verse says with regards to a convert, that it says that when somebody converts, itcha with you, and so the Gemara, the Brisa, expounds on the word itcha with you to say, it's only when a person is established to you, somebody who is established as somebody who converted, so then we will accept it. So we do not take their word for it, we do need uh, a certain level of proof. What level of proof do we need? So the Gemara says, Ba ve'edav imo minayin. What if he comes with witnesses? What if he comes with witnesses? And we'll see exactly in the Gemara. The Gemara later on will say, these are not witnesses who just say, we saw that he converted in front of the basin, in front of the court. No, that's obvious. That, uh, that's a level of proof that we don't need a verse to tell us about that. Uh, what we're discussing here is where witnesses say that we heard, not that we saw, but we heard that it's true that he converted, he or she converted in a certain Beisden. And even that will be acceptable. How do we know that that's acceptable? Tamalomar, the verse says, the the, vet, the rest of, uh, sorry, the beginning part of that, that same verse of Itcha says, v'chiyagur, that when the convert is living, and when the convert is living uh, just uh, as a convert, that's implying that uh, the the says that's implying that we need a we wouldn't need as regular of a proof as we require in general we could have a lower level proof in general we need adim we need witnesses to say we saw it that when it comes to convert no it's okay to have a lower level proof as long as we have witnesses who say 
that we heard, even we just heard, we didn't see it, but we just heard, so then that would uh, suffice. That, that, that would work. And again, we're discussing a case here. This is all a case where we knew that he was uh, not Jewish, uh, he or she was not Jewish by birth. Um, and again, what happens today is different uh, for, for many different reasons. Uh, the Gemara now continues, and, and the Brisa continues, and discusses the rest of the verse. The verse says that when a convert converts in your land, in your land, what does it mean in your land? Our land is referring to the land of Israel. So the Gemara says, The Gemara entertains the possibility that a person can only convert, now it switches, it's not about proof for conversion, but the, when could a person convert? The Gemara entertains the possibility that a person can only convert in the land of Israel, but not outside of Israel. Why? Because in the land of Israel, a person could convert because it's a lot easier to be Jewish. Uh, there's Shifcha Deretz Israel. there's the greatness of, of the land of Israel. It's so much easier to be Jewish, there's so much, so many more benefits to being Jewish in the land of Israel. So maybe if somebody is trying to convert outside the land of Israel, we won't accept it because we won't think that they'll actually uh, be able to take it seriously for the rest of their lives uh, because it's difficult. It's, they don't have that benefit of being in the land of Israel. May, that's what the Gemara entertains as a possibility. But the Gemara says, no, Tamalomer Itcha. The verse says Itcha. That same word Itcha, we will see in the Gemara that uh, they really are going to end up using a different word because we already used the word Itcha uh, to tell us that they have to be established, that uh, we don't take their word for it. They need to have some form of witnesses. Uh, but it says Itcha, that they are wherever it is, that a person can convert wherever they are. And any any place, uh, whether it's in the land of Israel, outside the land of Israel, a person always has the ability. If they are doing it for the right reasons, they have the ability to uh, convert uh, to Judaism. In Cain, Matam Alomar Barat. So if that's true, so why in fact does the Pasuk, the verse say that when a convert converts in your land, in the land of Israel, what is unique about the land of Israel? So Rabbi Yehuda has one position. Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Huda now says that in the land of Israel, we just said a minute ago that it's easier to convert in the land of Israel. We entertained that possibility that you could only convert in the land of Israel. Now it's starting flipping, as we mentioned in the introduction. Rabbi Huda says that in the land of Israel, if a person comes to us and says that they already converted, they have to bring proof. The proof that we're discussing of witnesses, that's only in the land of Israel. Because maybe the person's lying to us because of the benefits, as we pointed out. It goes in both directions. Because of the benefits of living in the land of Israel, maybe maybe this person is lying. They didn't really convert. And they're just doing it to get to the to have some of the benefits of being in the land of Israel as a Jew. Uh, but if it's outside outside the land of Israel, Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that you don't have to bring proof. You don't have to bring any proof that you converted if you are living outside the land of Israel because it's so difficult to be a Jew anyways outside the land of Israel uh, that we take the person's word for it. If it's In fact, if it's uh, not even true... Uh, it will it'll probably come out in the near future. Uh, so we will, according to Rabbi Huda, you do not have to bring proof. The Chachamim argue. Chachamim Omrim, no. Chachamim, the majority opinion, says that no, you have to bring a proof either way. Whether you live in the land of Israel or whether you don't live in the land of Israel, if you say that you converted, you have to bring proof. You have to bring some amount of proof. Uh, as we pointed out earlier, it could be a lower level proof, as not just two witnesses who said that they saw the conversion, but that they just heard about the conversion. But we still need that level of proof even outside the land of Israel. And so the Gemara says, the Gemara continues, If it's, if it's actual witnesses who said that we saw the conversion, why do I need a verse to tell me that that's acceptable? 
Two witnesses to say that they saw something is always acceptable. Why would I think otherwise? So this is where the Gemara says, Amr of Shishis, the Amri, the Bryce, and when it says that there are witnesses who say something, what do they say? Not that we saw it, but They say they didn't say that we saw it, they said that we heard that this person did convert in front of a basin, in front of a court. Um, we might have thought that in general that's not viewed as acceptable testimony. It's really not viewed as, as acceptable testimony. Uh, but uh, for this purpose, as the verse pointed out, that we, we that the, the, the verse says, that when he's living uh, amongst you, and it implies that we don't need as much of a proof. It's, as long as the, the, the convert is living with you, we don't need as much of a proof. So, so too here, we don't need as much proof, even if the witness says we need witnesses, but we don't need them to say that they saw it, as long as they say that we heard about the fact that the person converted. The Gemara now continues to analyze the Brisa. The Gemara now is analyzing uh, this Brisa that we mentioned a few minutes ago, and the Gemara repeats it. It says, uh, We originally thought that maybe a person could only convert, again, not about the proof, but the actual conversion, that a person could only convert in the land of Israel because it's so much easier uh, to keep the Torah and the mitzvot and uh, to be part of the community in the land of Israel. Maybe we shouldn't accept them as converts outside the land of Israel. Maybe they won't keep it for the rest of the mitzvot and the commandments for the rest of their lives. No, the verse says, Itcha b'chol makom itcha. The verse says, Itcha wherever you are. Vaha pikteh, the Gemara asks. But we already used the word Itcha for something else. The word Itcha in the verse was already used uh, to tell us that we need some proof. That they have to... They have to have some amount of proof. So we already used that word for a specific drasha to expound upon that word. So how can we use it for something else? So the Gemara says, no, It's true. We use a different word. We're using a different word from a different verse of imach, that they're with you to tell you that we accept them wherever they are, that we accept converts, whether they're in the land of Israel, whether they're outside the land of Israel, we always accept uh, converts. The Gemara continues to analyze this brisa. Now we are analyzing um, the position of the chachamim. Again, we had a dispute between Rabbi Huda and the chachamim. Why does uh, why does the verse say specifically that they converted in the land of Israel? Rabbi Huda said because when you're in the land of Israel and you want to bring proof to say that uh, that uh, that this person says that I converted before uh, you know months before or years before in the land of Israel and they are currently in the land of Israel. Rabbi Huda says you have to bring the proof. If it's outside of Israel, you do not have to bring proof. The Chacham argued, the majority argued, and said, no. Whether you are in Israel or outside of Israel, you always have to bring proof. So the Gemara asks, on this opinion of the Chachamim, on the majority, but in the end of the day, the verse says, in the land of Israel. What is unique about the land of Israel? So the Gemara answers, no. We might have thought a minute ago, we might have thought we said that we might have thought that you only accept converts in the land of Israel because it's so much easier. There's so many more benefits to being a Jew in the land of Israel. Maybe we don't accept converts outside of Israel. Now we're saying the exact opposite, as we mentioned in the introduction. It could go both ways. One might have thought the Chacham says, "Why does it say that the convert is in the land of Israel?" Because one might have thought that we do not accept converts in the land of Israel. Why? Because one might have thought that it's because of the greatness of, of living in the land of Israel. Rashi says, because it has so much, much so much to offer. Chalav, dvash, milk, it's a land of milk and honey. Uh, and that's why the person 
wants to convert and be Jewish in the land of Israel. And even nowadays, and nowadays it's not as great as it used to be, but still, there still are certain benefits. There is a benefit, there are the benefits of receiving charity. Uh, if you are Jewish, you have uh, additional opportunities to receive charity in the land of Israel from the field, specifically, and from the produce. Uh, so one might have thought that we do specifically do not accept converts at all in the land of Israel and only outside of Israel because maybe they're not taking it seriously. They're, they're not doing it for the right reasons. No, that's why the verse comes in and says, to say that no, that we do uh, accept them even in the land of Israel. So in the end of the day, according to all opinions, we accept converts whether it's in the land of Israel or outside the land of Israel. And that is whether or not it's easier to be a Jew and there are benefits to be a Jew or whether there aren't it's more difficult to be a Jew. We would accept uh, the convert either way, uh, as long as we know that the, the, the person, he or she, is doing it for the right reasons, um, and they're accepting upon themselves the commandments. The dispute, what is this dispute about between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim? When do we need proof? According to Rabbi Yehuda, we need proof when they say that they, they're in Israel and they say that they converted. We need we, That's when we need proof, because maybe they're doing it, they're telling us that they converted uh, to have the benefits of being a Jew in the land of Israel. But if it's outside of Israel, says Rabbi Yehuda, we do not need a proof. That's the position of Rabbi Yehuda. We do not need a proof that they uh, converted outside the land of Israel. Uh, we take their word for it because it's so difficult to be a Jew anyways. Um, and if it's if it's in fact true that the person did not convert, so then we'll find out about it. The Chacham argue, the majority argues and says that no, we always need proof that they are that they converted, whether it's in Israel or outside of Israel. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan says that the, the halacha is like the majority, that whether you're in the land of Israel or outside the land of Israel, and you are making a claim that you already converted, you have to bring proof. You do have to bring a proof whether you are in Israel or outside of Israel. The Gemara says, Pshita, isn't that obvious? Why does Rabbi Yochanan need, me to tell me, need to tell me that we follow the majority? That's obvious. There's a general principle that the halacha, the law, follows the majority. Why, do, why does Rabbi Yochanan need to tell me, oh, we follow the Chachamim. They're the majority. It's obvious. We don't need Rabbi Yochanan to tell me this. No, the Gemara answers, No, one might have thought that even in this case, we do not uh, follow the majority. Why should we not follow the majority? Because the verse itself seems more, to fit better with uh, Rabbi Yehuda. Because as we pointed out before, the Chacham said that we need the word Ba'aret uh, in the land of Israel to teach us that you can even convert in the land of Israel. You're allowed to convert even in the land of Israel where uh, the person might be doing it. It's, perhaps we could, be, we, could, uh, we, we could suspect that the person might be doing it for ulterior motives. Uh, no, the verse tells us that they could convert even in the land of Israel. So this is really, uh, uh, that's why it says Ba'aret, in the land of Israel. Uh, and the truth is, is that we already had a word, Imacha. Imcha tells us, sorry, Imach tells us, that word tells us that uh, they're allowed to convert anywhere. Anywhere in the world they're allowed to convert. So it's superfluous. So within the verse itself, the verse seems to fit better with Rabbi Huda because according to the Chalmim, it's superfluous. Imach tells us they're allowed to convert anywhere, but Aretz, right, in the land of Israel, according to the Chalmim, tells us you're allowed to convert in the land of Israel. That's extra. So one might have thought that we do not follow the position of, of the Chalmim, Kamash Mulan, in the end of the day, we do follow the position of the Chachamim that we do require a proof. We require a proof whether that you converted, uh, to say that you converted, whether you are in Israel or even if you are outside of Israel, you always have to bring a proof 
that you converted. Now, that is uh, what the Gemara says, and that's all with regards to the times of the Gemara. And nowadays, uh, there could be a very different procedure uh, process, uh, as we mentioned, for uh, for different reasons, for based on what occurs today um, and uh, and uh, how how to trust uh, which based in uh, which court uh, was doing a, is doing a proper job today, and so therefore uh, the situation is different than in the times of the Gemara.